0: Good evening, this is Three Valleys Radio. And it's time for football? Bloody hell. And on the show tonight we've got Mr Paul Thorpe. Tony Pounder. Ricky Hyatt. Well good evening everybody, welcome to Football Bloody Hell and I'd like to introduce today's guests and we have first of all... Mr. Tony Pounder. Good evening, Tooch.
1: Good evening, Squire.
2: How are oh,
0: you? I'm okay. And we have Mr. Ricky Hyatt. All right, sir? Yeah, I'm alright, Dad. <clears throat> and all finally, right. backed by popular requests with people constantly saying, What's happened to Thorpey? He's back. <laughs> Good and evening, sir. Very
3: intelligent people, aren't they? And, uh, may I say thank you to those listeners that have demanded that I get back on and talk some sense with you three Man United supporters.
0: Yeah, so well, I
3: do, I do, I do don't thank them all that. I do oh. thank it, all three of them.
0: Good. Well, that's all right then, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, listen, you, lads. Um, <clears throat> I worked for Yeovil for fifteen odd years. You, you. I wouldn't call that work. Well, they turned up. Paul, you uh, exactly. you played for them for I don't know how many years. What was seven it? Seven and, seven and a, a half. Seven and a half years. And Tony, you played for them for how many years? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, anyway. A couple. A <laughs> <laughs> couple. Oh. Um, I know where the
2: ground is.
0: Uh, and Rick okay. knows where the ground is and has actually done some commentary. So, therefore, you're all valid to talk about it. And we did, we did talk about it a lot last week, but you two guys... Uh, Tony and, and Paul obviously weren't involved because you went on last week so I wanted to get your opinion on what's going on really um, Josh was on and Josh gave us quite an f- insight really into what is going on and um, it's, it's all a little bit worrying and I don't like to upset the present owner or anything like that because at the end of the day we want to see the club prosper but we had to ask the question and we're going to ask a question again this week. What is going on now, Paul, what do you think's going on?
3: Well, I, 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 I baffled to know. I mean, it was going to be, a, he was going to sell the club Then he's not going to sell the club. Then he's, he sold part of the club back to the council. Um, but then I hear he's only sold part of the land to the council. And, he, and I've heard that he's kept the, um, the, the car park at the back, which seems to me uh, a very clever business move, and uh, but I, I, I'm baffled to know what's going on. All I can see at the moment um, is a club very much on the brink of surviving, you know. And I think that after I've spoke to somebody yesterday that, that said that they're not even paying their bills now, you know. And if we're not paying our bills. It's not far away from going into administration which would be disastrous for any football club. Um, you know, and it makes you wonder what 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 is his business plan? What was his business plan, I should say? Um, you can't just blame uh, the fans. Um, you know, I spoke to him once or twice when he first came to the club and, you know, like, always, like I always do, offer my services and you know, for, for nothing and, and and said, you know, keep in touch with the community. And he doesn't seem to have done, done that. And all I see is our wonderful club suffering. Um, you know, and now we've lost Darren, you know, whether you liked him or not, or whether you thought, you know, he's done an amazing job because, you know, with no money, um, trying to build a squad each year with a fresh squad of, of tries, players are trying to get out of a very difficult league. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely dismayed and feel very saddened for the for all the hard working people behind the scenes that are, are keeping this club going at the moment and um uh, and, and, and obviously the fans. And there's also I've just feel myself getting more and more angry about it, to be honest with you, and because no what, what what you've put into the club, whether it's two years or seven and a half years or six months, you, you actually sweated your backside off. For that football club, and um, you know, we've all had some good times and some bad times, but it, it's um, it is. I'm, I'm absolutely distraught at the moment. I think that there's possibly uh, you know, it may not be seeing my club for very much longer,
0: Tony.
1: Uh, exactly what Thorpe said, I think. There, uh, uh, he said a nail on the head. Um, I think I believe the Glover's Trust had a meeting the other day. or uh, something with an accountant so i've been told today where the accountant had a look at obviously their financial affairs and stuff and i think his word was it's not as bad as you think it is yeah uh, basically a lot of a lot of clubs are like one two million this sort of level or one two million in debt um, where he's taken uh, so I believe where he's taking these loans against Sport England is very similar to um, like my boy at university they have a uh, student loans
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which they take out um, in after a four-year course you could be 30,000 in debt. but it's one of those. You, you can pay it off over 30, 40 years All right. Uh, my, understa- my understanding that Sport England is very similar where, obviously, they've taken out loans. Um, but I think this accountant's what he's saying is, you know, obviously, we're in a bad position, but it's not as bad as what you say um, because of the loan system, which, um, you know, is it, one of the, the loans they've taken out could be 30, 40 years paid back. So, with the interest, it's not exactly massive. And a lot of clubs are in this position.
0: But whilst that's a, re- a very relevant point, the thing that, that worries me, and, and, you know, I was lucky when I was there, you know, I had sort of virtually success all the way. Um, it was it, I was there for a fantastic, I started off with a FA trophy, and then the next season I think we had promotion into the Football League and you know right through to Wembley and beating Brentford so i had a, a you know i've got great memories of working for the club and i don't like to see it like this but the thing that's worrying me is that you know i i would have thought i could have done due diligence on real madrid barcelona and man united in the time it's taken them to be doing whatever they're doing at the moment and now we've got a situation developing where um we've lost the manager and and one would assume that darren was told that at the end of the time, if if the takeover goes through, he wasn't going to be employed, and the guy's got a you know a wife and kids to keep, so you can't blame him for moving on. Um, and you know, I'm sure Charlie Lee's going to do an admirable job for the time being until such time as decisions get made. But the point is, none of the players are getting signed up, and we've got we've got the basis of a good squad there. And and maybe, you know, this season, if they could get through this season and keep it all together for next season, I think we could have a pretty good season next season. And that's what worries me is the fact that we haven't got players. They're not being signed up. What's going on? You know? I think that's the this least part. Our... Go on.
2: Sorry, Rick. I was going to say, just but in a second, just the worrying thing about that is the fact that the manager's just left. He's worked with all these players. They're out of contract at the end of the season. He knows what they're capable of. And you just need to be careful about who walks at the end of the season and where they go. Mm-hmm. You could find a lot of them at Wokingham.
3: Sometimes you, you have to think also that that's the least of our worries. That the main thing, you know, and, and Tony, you know, the main thing is, is is saving the club. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've, yeah. had it, we've had it once before where we've gone around with the buckets. And, you know, uh, I think that we're going to have a similar situation there now. But, um, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, whether it's good or bad or not as bad as what we thought is, when you start taking out loans against your club, you know, you're still eating into something. You've got to pay back. You know, and uh, you know, I, I've had a, I had a business, a uh, dry lining plaster business for like 24 years. Started up from scratch, and you know, and 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 I've, I thought we were fairly fairly successful. But one one thing you got to know is 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 one you got to know what you're spending, what you can't spend, I mean, what your budget is. Got to get your cash flow going, and what your cash flow is, and what it isn't, and and budget on 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 that. Now, something. Uh, isn't right because if we're starting to go loans against the club um, that means we're overspending and if we're overspending that means we're going to be putting further debt years down the line now at some point in my business uh, I wanted to uh, wind up because I decided to go down a different avenue at what point is, is, the, is the owner going to say right I've tried my best um it hasn't worked or it's not working as well as i'd like it to and there are people out there wanting to to buy it let's go down the line let's not mess about and let's buy it. let's sell it and i'll get as much as i can out of it because it's going to make it's going to make him a wealthy man anyway because you know the club is for what he's bought it for and what he can sell it for i should think he'll make a bit of money you know and um and then then we can get somebody in with a new business plan a new direction and um you know, and I've got, to say, I've got nothing against Yona, but at some point you've got to say, "Time's time to move on."
0: Yeah, but the point is that supposedly has been has been. That's what we've been waiting for, isn't it? For this last, I don't know, but twelve months, but nothing happens. No, you know,
3: no, talk talk is cheap, isn't it? You know, action. It was the old saying, "It action speaks louder than words." You know, and we could do all the talking. I've heard it all from you know different supporters and Mark Kelly me telling. Telling me certain bits and stuff, and none of it's happened. Mm. So there's no point in talking anymore until the, the owner is prepared to actually come out with, a, with an absolute, you know, rock solid um, way of either selling the club or telling us how we can get over this problem. And it's not just down to the fans. You know, you, that's one thing, you, you know, if you start saying it's your fault, fans' fault, you're just, that's not one way of not getting the fans backing you. But you need to back yourself. You need to get the fans on your side. You need to work with the community, work in the area uh, area, and, and get the club rolling again.
0: Mm.
3: First thing you ought to do is give people a
2: heads up as to actually what he's thinking. Because to all intents and purposes, it looks like he's running it into the ground because there's no investment going in. So if you're not yeah. interested in that sense, then sell it. But why hasn't, why hasn't that happened? And why has there been no communication as to because he can't be trying to hold on to the value of it because the all the time the manager's gone the FA cup run's gone the value of the club is getting less and less so if he wanted to sell it he should have sold it when it was worth more it just looks it just looks like a well I the, don't know it doesn't make any sense
0: the question is, what's, is lot, what's happened to this Mr are... Jenkins though is he going to buy it or not i mean why doesn't he you know no. like, if if Scott Priest won't come out and tell us what's going on then maybe Julian Jenkins should come out and tell us what's going. On. But for God's sake, please, if you're listed, anybody, can you please tell us what is going on?
3: Well, I did, I did hear a whisper that the Jenkins actually pulled out now. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, you know, so it's it's, it's, it's disappointing, and um, you know, ultimately, um, like you say, we've got some good players there. We want to keep them. Uh, make yep. sure we sign them up. The new manager, whoever that's going to be, whether it's going to be Charlie at the moment, needs to get those contracts signed. Um, you know, if the loans that the people are there, whether we're going to extend those loans or not and get the club ready for next year because um, there are some very good players there. You know, um, some young players as well. And uh, like you say, with some nice additions, you know, we get a good start next season. We could have a very good season.
0: Tony, you've got anything more to add to that?
3: Um
1: refer prefer to uh, what Thorpe just said about um he doesn't have a problem he doesn't seem to have a problem with um Priestall. Uh, I completely don't agree with that. I have a big major problem with him. I think he's ruining the club. Um he's come here, he's done here at two or three other clubs. He's come here he what's he he hasn't been seen at the club for six months probably mm. he has a at of Bournemouth game early. Oh, yeah, Bournemouth, because he's on telly and it's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, Money. yeah, yeah. What He hasn't yeah. come out. You've just lost a manager who he was out of contract at the end of the season. Why has he not spoke to him? He's walked away. Can't blame him at all. He's got to look out for his family. He's got to sort himself out. you are in April now. There's one person signed on next year. You're going to lose possibly, what have we got in the squad? 20 players, 18, 20 players? A manager mm-hmm. could come, so whoever takes over or whatever happens to the club, a manager comes in, Charlie Lee or whoever, in the summer could potentially have one player, mm. and that's my biggest worry of the system because, like I said, the last two or three games, I thought they played very well, and there's it's been a long road this year, but it's starting to pay off this year, and you're just gonna that team is gonna fold, it's gonna go, it's, it's gonna dismantled. go. So, it's that's the trouble, and and. Um, Sal's going to come back and take five or six, and I don't blame him. He's he's yeah. put all the work in with him. He's put yeah. all the work in. So yeah. for me, I've got a major, major issue with preschool, and I'm not worried about saying it because at the moment he's ruining the club for me.
3: Well, when I say I've got a problem with him, I've never met it. I've only met him like you know, once, twice. That was the start when everything was rosy, like. So uh, I mean, that that side of it, I haven't got a problem. With. But uh, yeah, like you say. When, when, when the club is being run the way it is at the present, that's where I, you know, like you said, that's where I have a problem because it's not being run properly. And if you haven't got the finances to be able to look after a football club, even a, the size of Yeovil, then then bloody well get out because. Um, well, that's the
2: thing that doesn't make that sense.
3: people who can run the football club.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. Is the players are going to be out of contract? They're assets, so you're going to lose those assets. So the club club becomes less attractive, yeah. but the sounds of it, the, the loans that Tony was saying were, they're going to be secured against the club, not personal loans for him, they're going to be secured against the club. So then again, that makes the club less attractive to a potential yeah. buyer because they, they're weighed down with that. Or It doesn't, I mean, I'm no businessman, but I can see that that is bad business practice. I don't understand it. I yeah,
3: really and he's, don't, not, he's not I'm, actually... Backing those loans up with anything from, so he's
0: not putting himself in danger.
1: He's putting the no, club in danger. Do mean, you think? He, do you think he's doing it on purpose? Running into the ground. Well, there is. There
2: he is. Away. I mean, so what, what so would be can... the
0: benefit of that? There wouldn't well, be any benefit. I wouldn't have thought. I, I can't see what what benefit to him that would be. You know, we're not trying to publicly crucify him, but but it's our football club. And, and football people get emotive about football you know you know they get well worked up about it and and at the moment people are getting worked up about it and, and they're getting upset scott so if you you're listening you know we're, we're not trying to crucify you but we want our we want our football club to progress and at the moment it's 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 at sort a of, you know rock bottom and it all right it's not rock bottom of the league but i mean it's it's you know, from the point of view of the future, we don't know what's going on, and we want to know what's going on because, you know, they always say the football club doesn't belong to you; it belongs to the supporters, and it's always been that way, and it always will. But you're just a custodian of it at the moment, and as such, um, you know that's why people are getting so worked up about it. It's nothing personal; we just want to see yeah. the football club.
2: They're not knowing, isn't it? Yeah. they're not knowing what the strategy is. What's the what's what's the end game to this?
1: It is. But how long have have we been talking about this now? Months. Decades. It's got to be nine months, hasn't it, surely? Uh, uh, And it's coming to a head now. So something's got to be done. Something has to be done by the supporters or somebody. It needs, I don't know if it's a protest, it needs stuff now to sit up and... They keep saying about protests and stuff, but I think it's time now it needs to be sit up and take notice of because this club's going nowhere the way it's going and if the fans are serious like you know they they've got to do something now sadly and, I, don't, I don't think a protest
0: think? would make any difference I, I i don't he he obviously knows no. what he's doing he 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 presumably has got some sort of a game plan and he's just carrying on to it um so i don't think if we you know if there was some sort of a fan protest i don't really think that would make a lot of difference quite honestly um but you know we yeah, yeah, no, talked
3: no about oh sorry Tom no sorry right, Tom I was just going to say, we, we've heard in the past about how much the the land is worth, and you know, I've had qu- quotes of 20, 22 million, you know, for housing. And if that's going to be the way that it goes, because, you know, the ground is looking a bit tired, you know, then 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 let's get on with that. Because if the ground the land is worth that amount of money, and there's enough money, but you know, working with the council to get the ground uh, sold... For housing, you know, or for whatever you know needs to go on there, that land, and, you know, I mean, we know of land that's available, uh, don't we turn that, it, it's out at Bower Hinton and all around, you know, like Martop Way, you know, so it's, there, there is, and, and then, you know, if you're off your 303, say, you could control the traffic in, you could control, control it out, you could put business units on there, you could put restaurants, you know, you could have a, a fans, you know, like a social club out there, you know, it's not unsurmisable to actually rebuild the club yet again you know to something that is is we can all work forward uh, and and push the club forward you know I've talked in the past about how how well run Borron wood has been done Froome town where Tony and I were you know as slowly slowly developing into a really well football club you know we see the likes of Sutton United going to Wembley and and, and there the way they've slowly built themselves up to a really really solid football club. You know, and there's no reason why, you know, the, the beautiful you know club like Yeovil Town, with its fan base that it does have when when it's successful, you know, it can can, can reach those dizzy heights again.
0: Mm. Well, look, I, well, my, I think. Go on, Tom.
3: Just a
1: quickie. My, um, we keep on about this land, and we've been on about it for a long time now, years. My my view on it is: you had Norman Hayward and John Fry there with Norman Hayward. Made his money on uh, properties, hotels, and stuff, buying land and selling it. And to me, if he was there a good ten years, one he probably would. John Fry, yeah. Now, if now if he he can't get anything done on there, hmm. I yeah. think the only one who's ever going to be able to do it is the council. council. if anybody. So mm. for this bloke to come in, priesthood to come in. It's all sort of, you know if he's looking to buy on there. I'm thinking, you've just had Norman Hayward the last 10 years, and if he can't get anything built, I don't think you're ever going to get anything unless you're the council. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, look, I I just think, you know, as a radio station, we, we, we love Town, We want to carry on working closely with them. So, you know, can I just make a plea? Please, Mr Priest, will you just tell us what is going on so that people can stop worrying too much? And, and, you know, if you've got a plan, let let's have some good news as to what's happening. That's all we want. But this total silence is extremely frustrating for everybody and just makes the situation worse. So moving on to the World Cup, which Yeovil are Not competed in, I don't think. (coughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, World Cup draw, I mean, first of all, what a palaver just to draw a few balls out and come up with some, (laughs) some fixtures. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, whose idea was that? Is that the infantino bloke or something? Does he organise it? What,
3: mean... what was the actual second part of the draw right? You know, you uh-huh. bought out a ball that you knew was gonna be England were gonna be. you take the red ball out, it's gonna be B one.
0: Mm, I know, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> that, was,
3: that was the quarter of an hour. Oh dear. Best dear, part dear.
1: the best part about it, now you're having a chuckle about that. I don't know who it was taking the red ball out, but he even put his hand in to mix them up. Yeah. yeah, and and he's only going to take the red ball out, eh? so I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> they were told to do that apparently. Apparently they were told <coughs> to do it. Sure, so there's no
2: risk of there being corruption or anything. They had to do it regardless of how many were in
0: there. One one of, one of uh, them was Lothar yeah. Matthias was wasn't he? Yeah, they used to play for yeah. uh, Bayern Munich. I don't know who the other bloke with the beard Bayern was, Munich. but but I mean, it's a good draw, though. Let's be honest. I mean, from England's point of view, I would have thought. We should, we should be able to get out of a group like that, surely.
3: Well, look, if, if we're, we're thinking about uh, uh, going far in the competition, you know, if we can't beat Iran, USA, um, and, and, and get this ball rolling for the first two games, then there's something seriously wrong. <coughs> we don't want to be waiting for the last game because whether it is Wales, Scotland or Ukraine, you know, that's a difficult game. There's no two ways about it, you know. The whoever the Ukrainians have in their team will de, be be devout through through what's been going on with the war. Um, will be running until they absolutely drop. And then you have got two home, uh, you know, home nation games. And uh, I'd say now I would not want to be playing Wales at the moment. I think they're uh, they're working so hard. They're bringing some youngsters through. And at the moment, Scotland has just got them ticking, hasn't he? So there's no two ways about it. That's um, that's going to be a difficult difficult game.
0: Mm. Yeah. What What's the first game? I, I didn't. I didn't see that bit with the dates and all. The rest England.
3: Of it. England v Iran.
0: That's the first game, mm. is it? Mm.
3: Yeah. America is yeah. the second. Isn't America is the second game. Then we finish off with the um, uh, European playoff game. I mean, really, when you Wales, Scotland,
0: when you look when you at the Ukraine. last game, the, the the Scotland Wales or Ukraine. I mean, I can think of a, a great reason why I don't want to play any of them, because quite clearly, if it's Ukraine, the emotion that's going to be around and and the, you know the repercussions of the war, if hope for God, it's not ever still going by then. Um, I mean, Scotland are always going to be difficult when they play England because they raise the game, and Wales, as you rightly say, Thorpe are playing well, aren't they? So I mean, you wouldn't really oh, want well. to face any of them, not no. really. I think they they could sort of completely. Upset the apple cart a little bit,
3: yeah. Yeah, and they've done it in the past against big sides as well. You know, you, you asked <laughs> ask Belgium, you know what I mean? They've they constantly yeah. supposedly, um, <laughs> the best team in the world, but they when they play against Wales, Wales seem to get better. Of them.
0: What do you think? Rick? I say no,
1: go Frank. Sorry, I was just thinking if you offered Gareth Southgate that draw at the start, he would have took it. Oh yeah, thing, yeah, yeah.
2: It's like we said. It's like we were saying last week, though. England are a different proposition now. They're not. They're a tournament team. They know how to get the job done now under Southgate. So I'm a lot more confident than I was last time we had uh, the United States and we had Capello in charge, and that was oh, yeah. embarrassing. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about the the group stage of I it. Th- I think that the the technical side the the manager and, and his team have proven that they can get to get the England team into the later regions of a tournament, and I don't think this would be any different. I don't think it's a, I don't yeah. think it's too much to worry about to be honest.
3: No, absolutely, and and also when you're playing against Iran and USA, the one thing that those two teams have never faced before, ever, is is the pace of the Premiership. So like, yeah. you might have players, you know, the odd player playing in the Premiership from from those nations. But when, you know, the one thing I would say in those two games is the pace of the game needs to be, you know, premiership pace because, you know, we're, we're so good at it over in this country, you know, the, uh, but those teams are not used to that. They're used to a lot slower build up, you know, not making last minute challenges and, you know, being put under that much pressure. So for me, the first two games, I would be looking for a very pacey, fast, you know, get it down, go, off we go, like... and um. Glad, you know, glad you're not in charge. Paul, I'm glad yeah. you're not because it's going to be, what, 90 degrees E? Well, no, they're gonna no, be... no, they're not. It's not, is it? Because they've got air conditioning, I think, so they'll be playing at the perfect temperature. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's too England,
1: do not the 70s? But also, I think, which is a massive plus, every time we've gone to a World Cup or a Euros. It's been at the end of a long season, and we've been yeah. uh, we've looked absolutely yeah. shattered. Yeah. And I think we, you're talking what we're we going to be two months into a season, three months. So they yeah. should be they've they've had a pre season. Uh, our season's finishing early this year. We're starting a bit later. They've had a good pre season, and I think they should be absolutely firing on all cylinders. Become November, and yeah. mm. so I think it's going to be a massive, massive thing for them because I think a lot of tournaments they've looked shattered after a, two, a a premiership two. thing. And I think it's going to be a massive plus this.
2: That's a good point, actually, because it's like a, a nice little sunshine break. Mid, they've
1: been on about it's, a mid-season break. We're going to have one this year. It's, it's the not, perfect timing, I think. Perfect yeah. timing. Pre-season, into the season. So you should be up and running. You should be they're probably at the peak by Christmas. So oh, yeah. I think it, I think it's perfect timing
0: for them. So who's going to win it then, Tone? England. Paul, USA. How many more do you want? <laughs> Hang on. I'm,
3: I'm, Iran, Iran. Don't get me. In my oh. my heart, my heart would be saying England. You know, uh, but down down the Roy Keane line. You know, they haven't won nothing yet. And uh, until they actually prove themselves to be able to get to and win a final, then um, we, haven't, we haven't won nothing. So you know, I think that. Um, 66. I never never rule out the Germans. Never it's a tournament. The isn't it? Got the Germans yeah. in it; they gotta be favourites. It's just what it's yeah. just what they do. It's what they do. I know. I'll tell you what, he's not gonna win it. Italy.
0: That. Mm. That's a bit below the belt yeah, if okay. you're Italian.
3: You'll find well, a way in. you wait and
0: see. I think Portugal <laughs> myself, but there we go.
3: Yeah, Portugal. Yeah, but they, they they've struggled in games, haven't they? they, they mm. You know, you got to look at teams that have got that. Um, for me, that that uh, that camaraderie. In it's looking uh, at a team. Know, me, Por- Portugal, Portugal haven't got it, but you know, so no.
2: too many you know. good
3: individuals. What you want is a good team. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going to do it. You know, don't roll out. I tell you what, anybody that underestimates the African nations teams as well be, you know, at their peril because, uh, you know, I think that again once they start playing and they're athletic as well, they'll, they'll, they'll they could go for long periods in the heat as well. So. Again, that will be be very interesting. But yeah, I think that we gives a always a possibility, and I think this is a good possibility for us to go a long way in this tournament.
0: Right. Well, moving on from the World Cup, um, Rick. This is going to hurt, but I've got. I've got. A, I just want to see what reaction we get from the man below you now. Um, uh, there, there seems to be really? a, a hell of a lot of talk going around. Look Can at his face
2: it's, it's a shame this is only on the radio. He have not even said anything yet. Go
0: on. Um, there seems to be a oh, lot of ridiculous it. talk going around that, that some pundits seem to think that Liverpool have got a chance of winning the quadruple. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the quadruple. Can you believe it? Liverpool to win the quadruple. What do you think of that, only Paul? Only if
2: next season's community shield becomes part of it and then they might get a double.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think then, Sophie? Come on.
3: I think we're in a good position. It's a, it's a massive game. The Man City game is absolutely huge. Uh, not the best running in for, for, for Liverpool when I looked at it the other day. But, um, uh, yeah, I, listen, what will be will be. I mean, we've got um, the Man City game on the 10th. We've then got uh, Man United. We've got Everton. Newcastle under new ownership. Tottenham, and then Aston Villa and Southampton. That's, a, that's not the greatest, you know, running, but they're all high-quality games. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, would have won the easier games when you're strapping against somebody at the bottom of the table? For me, personally, not. It keeps them at a level. But the one thing that yeah, Liverpool have got is, is a bit of squad. So, I think that we are geared up for it. But, you know, listen, Guardiola could go and run in the next all those games and, and, and when it you know win it on on point you know by a point night so i'm not i'm not saying anything because i and i've seen it all before just one slip up or whatever it, it's gone in it so and there's I enough slip, quality isn't yeah there's enough quality in that premiership to be able to in the games i've just said to be able to um give us an, a, another banana skin i think still think that that man city are stronger as a squad um I think the interesting one for me is who who's going to get that fourth place because um, you boys are down in seventh. Um, Arsenal are playing tonight against a really rejuvenated Crystal Palace side who are in 12th. you know, and I think that that's um, it's going to be an interesting. If Arsenal win a real top game tonight um, that puts them with one game in hand uh, on fifty seven points. So, that's two points behind Chelsea. You know, and then, then you've got uh, Man Man United on 30 games on 51 points. So, so I think that you boys are going to struggle. So, it looks like it could be the Thursday night Jaffa Cup League for you. Man United got no up. chance. And no. that's why I've got a cheeky grin on my face. Mr. You're Metric. a you are
0: a <laughs> well, I tell you, I've well, listened, listen, listeners,
3: I've listened to enough of this crap oh. over the season. And I have got a very cheeky grin on my face. I can oh. tell well, you. Well, I, I, like, I just would like to you all to know that I will be milking it if it happens, okay. or when it happens.
0: Well, I've got something for you, Mr. Thorpe. We've got nothing. To, go. We've got nothing to really play for because I, I don't think we're going to get a fourth. Quite honestly, much as I'm a, an eternal optimist, I always am. And I still believe it until we can't do it. But nonetheless, I think that United will have one target at the moment. Yeah. And that is yeah. to come to your place and muck and things up us. for you. Yeah. And the I think that could quite easily happen. It's the sort of ridiculous well, result. You'd, you'd watch them against Leicester and think, don't be so stupid. There's no way they're going to do that. But you are, you wait and see till the game comes along. We'll see
2: thing with that, Adrian, that is exactly the sort of small-minded pettiness
3: that I 100% agree with. Good. (laughs) 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 Definitely. Well, all I can say is uh, Tony's most welcome. You're most welcome to come around and watch it here. Uh, I'll be quite happy to put my neck on the line for an evening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, but quadruple, you're having a laugh.
3: I mean, listen, (laughs) the the quadruple is just would you know it's just out it'd be crazy crazy like the thing that we could do it i mean you know man city have tried it lots of clubs have tried it i think only one clubs done it has barcelona isn't it
0: don't know have they barcelona, i know there's yeah. only one club oh. in england that's done the treble
3: oh is that right yeah yeah there is any... out. <laughs> the thing about...
0: i can't remember now like who is it <laughs> right
2: say about the treble United have done the done the treble. Don't forget who it was that stopped Liverpool doing the treble in 1977.
0: Yeah, Lou oh, Macari. All the way
3: back like to 1977. Oh, no. uh, really, you're going back that far? From
0: 1977. Stuart Pearson
2: no, and Lou
3: Macari. Happened before.
2: We just get Lou Macari and Jimmy Green off up front. It'd be sorted. Oh, what a great
3: side! Great side. Oh, quality, yeah. quality team. Yeah. Jimmy Green off, superb.
0: Anyway, Steve what a player. moving on, yeah. um, I see that uh, Ralphie Baby uh, reckons it's going to take 18 months to sort United out. Is he being optimistic? optimistic. You reckon he Very is optimistic. Also? Yeah. I'll let Tony
1: have that one. Tone? More like five, year, five years.
0: Hmm. Manager, yeah. Okay, so chaps, all right, is it, is it going to take five years, but who's going to be the manager if it does take that long? Any any ideas, gentlemen?
1: It's got to be the Ajax man for me. Uh, young, up and coming. Um, like I say he's, he's, old, to, he's, he's older than um, Poch and um, Pep.
2: He's not. He's up and coming, but in that young tone. No, he's really, fifty. Where, he's, yeah, but I, just,
1: I just think if you're going to, you know, it's going to be a four to five year ban in it. Now, got to be. I think Potch is. I like Poch, but he hasn't really done anything for me. It's um, he's It's like He's had a host of stars at Paris Saint-Germain. And he hasn't really done a great deal. I just think give it somebody completely different. The Ajax one, and I'd love uh, Van der Sar because he's he's in the um, any director of football or something at yeah. Ajax as well.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Ma- massive, massive United legend. And I just think, although you want to try and get away from like the social where you're promoting players. I think that's a different kettle kind of fish. Him upstairs um, and supporting, and I just think um, give him give him four or five years to build a team because it's going to take a while to get rid of some of those players and, and bring fresh in. And it, it doesn't work
0: overnight. Do you think Ragnik should stay? You know, up, upstairs. I mean,
1: in what what capacity though? What are they saying? Because he's well, got a two year contract, haven't he?
0: Well, supposedly going to be a, an advisor. Well, I don't know. advisor what is an advisor Director on what? of football, isn't he? Well, that's no, the I right didn't really think it, didn't it was of saying... director of football, Paul. does don't no, think right. so. Yeah,
1: but I think in so many words, it's more or less a director of football, isn't it? I think, because he's supposed to be advisory and looking and bringing players in. Hmm. Well, to me, that's a director of football.
3: Yeah.
1: And I think, is he going to let... Um, Matter say the manager, does he want players or is he going to want be the one who goes and gets some players? He just, it's just I don't know. He's I don't think he's a United man anyway, really.
0: No, I don't. I, I, I I'm not impressed. I mean, for example, uh, Saturday, you know, no no centre forward because Ronaldo apparently is ill. Um, and and in, I mean I know is not playing well, but nonetheless, you know, I mean I agree with Gary this Neville there. You, you still would have picked him regardless of the fact that he won't play well cuz he is a you know a central striker so what's we...
1: this formation though what's this 4222 two, two? well I, do, I just don't know what formation it is
0: no, I, don't... I
1: don't honestly know where he's coming from I, I just don't know like i say you got pogba and fernandes up front well evans when he's seen the team sheet must have been doing cartwheels
0: mm. you
1: the last thing you want is evans is a what's he a 35 36 year old it's Rashford or Sancho, or something running at you at pace.
0: Yeah.
1: All of a sudden, you see those two up front, and you're thinking, you know, it must be my birthday.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: frustrating. So, what do you
0: yeah, recommend? Re- you- do you want, do you want Ten Hag? Out of what's
2: available, this is another w- reason why I am opposed to this World Cup. Not only the corruption in getting it, stupid place it is, the human rights and everything. Is the fact it's right in the middle of the season. I'd like, I've said, back along, go and find the tapes. I said, when United sacked Dolly, get Luis Enrique in. And I still think he'd be the best man. But it's not going to happen because there's a World Cup. Yeah. Having said that, with what's left available, I go ten hug and say, build something like you built at Ajax. When you do win something, or when that team is successful, the difference between managing United and managing Ajax is he doesn't have to sell those players off. He can yeah. continue building with those players because every time Ajax get a successful team, the rest of Europe, the big boys in Europe, come and take the players away. Now that wouldn't happen at United, but United fans have got to be got to be patient and not buy into this whole with United a, a part of the competition at the moment. Cause I can't see the sense other than the fact that it's a nice thing to do. What's the point in United qualifying for the Champions League for next season? Other than the fact that it helps attract players. Because you know what's going to happen—exactly the same thing that happened this season. Until United are a proper football club, Louis Van Gaal, what he said this week, as painful as it is to hear, is absolutely right. It's—it's it's not a football club at the moment, and the the problems—I go down that rabbit hole, but the problems are higher up. But to answer a footballing question, yeah, Ten Hag seems to be seems to be the boy, and he's ready for a he's ready for a big club, and it's worrying when you read. Over the weekend, Pep saying that um, he could take over from him when he finishes at City, mm. and if United don't pull their fingers out, that's what. Exactly. And you miss out on a, on actually managing to turn things around. Pochettino's the wrong one bloke. Like I said before, he's too Spursy. He'll, he'll he's not a United man, is he? No, not at all. Not at all. No. And he's it, Paris Saint Germain are actually on a firm footing as a football club, in comparison to United. So how's he, how's he going to do? He can't manage that lot. How's he going to do coming into United's dressing room with all those egos and splits and nonsense that they're talking? It don't, I don't think he's the right one. I think Ten Hag's the only, only show in town at the moment, unless they can get a situation where Luis Enrique takes it on after the World Cup, which doesn't work for anybody, really. But he would be my choice.
0: Paul, what do you think?
3: Well, the good thing with having uh, Ten Hag is, you know, he's he's uh, he's done the Go Eagles, he's done Bayern Munich um, seconds, I believe, Utrecht, and now in, in the Ajax. But the big, the model, I think, what's really important, and Tony is, uh, and Rick are dead right, is the, the model of Ajax, the building program, the looking at the youth and 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 uh, bringing players through, is basically what Manchester United used to do. You know the old saying, "You never win anything with kids." You know it is now laughable, isn't it? Because it proved that they proved it that they could. You know, but those when you've got the quality of uh, Manchester United uh, training uh, and academy, you know that bringing somebody in like Ten Hag and and their backroom staff and their their uh, the way that they have run their club for for 20, 30, 40 years. I think that would benefit Manchester United, you know. And um, you know whether he's 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 ready for um, a big job like that. I mean, Ajax is a is a big club. It's run very very professionally. They don't um, overspend. They know exactly what their model is. You know, and um, this could be the next step for for his impressive um, managerial career. But I think more importantly, you know, what Rick and especially Tony has said is they want to bring the talent through and stop just throwing away the money. And I think that part of it um, is really important for for a club like Man United.
0: Okay, well...
3: I
1: think we're... Just quickly, I think we're at a stage where Liverpool were seven or eight years ago. Yeah, the similarity. Um, We're at a stage where they've had three or four managers, Liverpool went through that situation... They were struggling off the field and on the field, and I see us in the same situation. They went and got Klopp, who was the up and coming German. He's done what well. he obviously has done well where he's been, and I think like you say there's very similarities for him and the Ajax manager. Um, and I'd like to see like I say that's part of my reason for uh, doing it. I think, and they've got to give the same as what they give Klopp time.
2: Yeah, Klopp had time, didn't
1: he? They? they didn't win anything yeah. for. First he struggled years. for a few years, but he's paying off now, isn't it? Like I say, Fergie, yeah. Fergie, when he took over, struggled at United for a bit. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, but the, like, the, you've the, got... Go on. So Sorry, the exciting part for me of, of of what you've just said was the fact that all of a sudden I was seeing, which we hadn't really seen a hell of a lot of, we've seen the old one or two, a real influx of him playing the younger players. And all of a sudden you went wow, he's a good player, or oh, what's his name? I haven't seen him, what's he doing? And through a couple of injuries, you know, the centre-half situation, you know, all of a sudden, these these really good players came came to light and good premiership players as well. So for me, that was the exciting part. Now, we all know the academy at Man United is second to none, so why, why are these players not coming through? Because they always used to. In fact, they were probably one of the leaders of bringing... Youth footballers through through the club, you know, and and then you think oh, flipping out. There's another good player they turned out, and you know, if they, oh shit, they got two or three now, we're never going to get out of this. And, and and it was like looking at Man United, thinking why can't we? Why can't we do that at Liverpool? Because we're also a big club as well. And uh, now we're seeing I, it, and you know, and it's, it's good. I,
1: I think after we got rid of though we brought in managers. Who had a track record of winning stuff, but wouldn't play youngsters. Yeah. Um, so I think our, um, like I say, our academy and that is, is a fantastic academy, but a lot of them have gone on around Europe, gone to other clubs because really? they're not getting a look in. Well, you I have Moyes.
2: You have to have a manager who buys
1: into that, don't you? It's pointless exactly, and, and I think
2: just producing we, players for everyone else.
1: Managers we brought in after Moyes were not that case. They were also, proven.
2: Also, those managers. Don't you think that their very best
1: days were behind them? Oh, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. I thought I would have personally stuck with Moyes longer uh, to give them play, a chance. It couldn't have been any worse than what they did. Exactly the same. Really. So they 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 tried to buy success. The managers we bought in who yeah. had a proven track record, but they've gone past the sell-by date for me, and there is yeah. no way. They were going to bring youngsters through because they wanted okay. instant results.
2: Well, they were—they knew that they were only on a short two or three years um, there themselves. I, so why would why would you pick a player who's not going to be any good for four years? Who's not actually it, going to be world class four years? Why would you bring it in then? You wouldn't. You,
1: you look back now on the money we've wasted on players bringing. 50 millions, just like that. But like I say, and we didn't need to. And I think, <laughs> as I said, if you were to give Moyes the time he would have developed kids there as well and brought in other players. And uh, like I said, I think uh, a lot of people said uh, higher up there, we we shot, um, we shot, loaded the gun and shot him straight away too early, I think, boys. Just Should've looking for chance. an excuse
2: to get rid of him almost. As soon as things didn't work out, he didn't do himself any favours. I think he underestimated the size I, of
1: the Yeah. Oh, definitely. But it was always whoever come in after the Fergie show was yeah. on a hiding to nothing. Now, you don't want to, to be me, the man who follows, do you? You want to be the man who follows the man. It was that, and I think that's personally why I think they should have said, "Right, here's a three-year deal. You know, here's three years, and we want you to put it, do it your way, and we're we're there to back you." But because they've had success in success with Fergie, they fired him straight away, and then they brought in uh, who comes straight in then? Van Gaal was it? Van Gaal. Van Gaal comes straight in. They wanted instant. They wanted, and that didn't work. Then they brought Mourinho. And they thought they were trying to buy success, and that's yep. put us back now, five years, six years.
0: Just, Absolutely. just on the point of money, and <clears throat> just to, we'll move away from United. Ember, um, who's who's best, Declan Rice or Jude Bellingham?
2: Depends what job
0: you want them to do. Well, you know, but taking
2: it, you want someone to fit. Declan Rice. If you want someone who's going to be box-to-box, Jude Bellingham. Well,
0: what would you what would you do? Who would you buy? Depends what my team was and what I needed.
2: Uh, I see a lot of Brian Robson in Bellingham, the way he plays. Hmm. So, personally, I, th- I, I think that's where
3: I'd, I'd invest it, but there you go. Well, I'd, I'd want think... both of them. Yeah, well, not
0: well yeah, like by but... I
3: Declan Rice down. Well, you know, I'd want <laughs> both, both of them. Both, both of those. I mean, you know, Rice... Really breaks play up well. He's he's actually yeah. gets in the bot like Lampard. Jude Bellingham's a little bit more of a holding. It's distributes the ball. Got a great engine. I think his touches are sublime. Um, uh, I, I think they complement. They could complement each other. I, I think that. Um, I think the work rate um, rice uh, does is just phenomenal. Um, he's just he's just everywhere. With Jude Bellingham's a slightly different player. He's more cultured. His yeah. first touch, I think, is better. I think that he's, uh, he's got those little touches. You think, God, dear me, what a fantastic touch that is. And, you know, he's how does he see that player behind him with a little back flick? And, um, and uh, it, it, you know, but he's also... the One thing that Rice does that Jude Benham's got to add to his game is more goals. You know, I think that, um, especially when you're coming into the Premier League, you know, Jude Bellingham is he going to end up there? I, I, I'd like to think so. Is he going to be a regular in the in team again? I like to think they both are, um, but but Jude Bellingham's got to add more goals. He get he's close, he's so close, um, but he's an He's a very exciting prospect, and it'd be interesting to see where both those players. I mean, I feel sorry for Moyes because he's got that team absolutely buzzing, you know, and. He's going to be a victim of his own success there because, unfortunately, those players are going to go, aren't they? And he's got to try and find. Well, you know, um, are, are they going to go? 100, trying... 150
0: grand. I mean, is he? And West, West Ham don't million. have to
2: sell. West Ham don't need to sell. They don't that's need the to sell. Difference.
0: No, no. Yeah.
2: it's down. Well, that's going to be down to Declan Rice's ambition and where he yeah. sees he can he achieve. He wants to win trophies. Yeah. He wants to win trophies. You know, from, from West Ham's point of view, they they don't.
0: Again, they, they don't
1: have to sell him, and the way
0: he's no. grown into that role at West Ham is amazing. It's really quality mm. player. Tone,
1: which one would you have? If it was come to United at the moment, I think I'd prefer Annika Rice.
0: <laughs> 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 okay.
1: The way they're playing, um, no, for me, Bellinger. I think I think he's got so much flair. He's got something about him at the moment. Um, he's quite arrogant on the ball, which I like. But um, to be personally honest, I think like I say, both of them would complement each other. I would be happy with that midfield at United because mm, yeah. you've got like I say, um, you've got Declan Rice breaking things up, uh, like strike forward, and then you've got the it's a bit it's a bit of a keen skulls for me
0: mm, okay. uh, where yeah, bellingham has yeah. got a bit yeah. of
1: flair, and I I would really like the pair. But like I say, you're not going to go and spend 150 million on. And they know the thing is at the moment they know United are desperate. So yeah. the inflation is going to go through the roof next year. And expect, if he, imagine if he, he's going to go and win the World Cup. What's he going to be worth?
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he's
1: like one of the one of the things you'd be talking two hundred. would be people out there, be everybody be after him. Well, I think they, his head's quite screwed on, like I say. He he's, he seems to sort of a down to earth kid. Um, like I say, his loyalties at West Ham and that. But then, you know, are they building something big there? You know, if they, they got a chance, outside chance, for top four. Um, would that change? I always his mind? think they like flatter,
0: flatter to deceive a little bit, West Ham, when it comes to maintaining it. They they have some good results dotted here and there, and they get into a touching distance, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I just think they they, to they could a still bit.
2: get Champions League through winning the Europa League, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. someone
3: like the they're,
2: they're
3: not, not going to get in the top four. They've played the no. most games. And I don't think games.
2: they'll try, Paul, to be honest. I don't. Nah. The, my, my brother's a big West Ham fan and talking to him, I think that the impression I get is that you know they're putting their all their eggs in the Europa League basket. Like Mourinho yeah. did at United yeah. Yeah.
1: coming good. through the I back think, door. They, yeah. I think uh Chelsea's the one who's gotta watch themselves with their game's coming up. Yeah. Because uh,
3: because Arsenal can catch them at the moment. Is Arsenal catch him? Yeah, they can go to if they win the night, they go to fifty seven points and Chelsea on yeah, fifty-nine. Uh, also have a game in, they'll also have a game in hand with them, I think. Arsenal go to no, Chelsea in, in a games. couple of
1: weeks. They go to Chelsea in a couple of weeks. And I'll tell you what, I could, I wouldn't rule out them missing out on a place the way Arsenal and Tottenham are at the moment. No, no, true. Chelsea, Chelsea need to start winning, don't they? Because they have that... Oh, I say they, they just need, they've lost they, one in a row, but it's who they lost it to and the manner they lost it. They got they just need an ugly result. They yeah. get a scrappy 1-0. They need yeah. that at the moment, like I say. And the thing is, they've got the Champions League on the mind as well at the moment, where Arsenal and Tottenham, they've got nothing else to play for, have they?
0: Well, look, gents, time is running slowly out, so I want to try and get a couple more in. Are Everton going down? Oh, no. No. No? Tone?
1: No. Right. I've been quite seen of them the other day. They were a bit unlucky the other day, and I listened to Frank Lampard saying... um, they're playing well. And I think who did they lose to? West Ham Moyes said. Um, oh. if they play like that, there's no way they're going down. They got the games in hand. Massive, massive game Wednesday in it, Burnley. Yeah. 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 And there are
2: three there are three worse teams than them in the league.
1: So yeah. that's what I think have- the three who's down there are down for me. Yeah.
0: I'd be surprised yeah. if that down. Um what about Tottenham? I mean, they looked pretty, pretty useful yesterday. Those of you that saw it, I don't know. I mean, are they going to get into fourth yeah. place? They're there now. Are they going to hold it?
3: No, very strong. I
0: down. They look very strong. Yeah. Well, they did look it, didn't um, they?
1: It's typical Conti, isn't it? He's got them playing, a little more solid at the back. Uh, it's just a typical Conti sort of way, I think. Like I said, they're going to grind results out that when you got Song and Kane, they could destroy any team. To be fair, they look so good together at the moment.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh, they do. Yeah. Um, interesting to see that Gordon Taylor has finally gone from the PFA. But apparently, I was reading the paper. He made sure that three or four of his staff finished with a complete year's salary in their bins. Just, just unbelievable the way that that operation has been run, don't you think? <clears throat> You know, I mean, absolute
1: it's just as bad as UEFA as bad, as bad as and FIFA. All yeah. the same, yeah.
3: absolute Golden bunch handshakes. of muppets, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. There's a just boys' club. It. It's a secret boys' club with a secret handshake, as far as I'm concerned. It's All in it for interest. themselves.
0: Mm. Yeah, but, I mean, when you when you can set your own salary, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not a bad nice job, is it? Yeah.
1: No different than you doing. Eh? You're setting your own salary on this radio. <laughs> if, the list, if the list is new, you're on 64 grand a year, they'll be turning in their grave.
0: You tosser.
3: <laughs> um, Part-time as well, Tony. Part-time as
0: well.
3: Yeah, yeah He yeah. Uses
0: right. his hours, chooses his salary. Yeah, yeah. i kill oh, a <laughs>
1: Trying to upset the Yeovil chairman as well. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, if anybody
0: upset him, it was you. Um, (laughs) Is Frank Lampard a good coach?
3: Well, well, first and foremost, the manager, and I actually think he didn't take a good coach with him. I think he had a good coach, and he's not taking him with him. Who's that? I knew you were going to say that. 30 Jodie
0: Morris. Jody yeah. Morris. Yeah.
1: But did he not want to go?
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. About it. I think that
1: Jodie Morris. He didn't want to go. Um, yeah. Uh, so I believe, like I said, he didn't want to go because he's brought who? Apart from Cole, who's his other assistant?
0: He take. I know. No, he's not, not sure.
1: Really.
0: He's, he's he's left Anthony Barry he. behind. I know that.
1: He's what, I'm sorry?
0: He's left Anthony Barry behind. Coach, Anthony Barry, ex-Yeoval. Yeah. Yeah? He's on the We're, coaches' staff. Yeah. Oh, what, well, Everton? No, Chelsea.
3: His assistant manager is Joe Edwards and Duncan Ferguson. First team coach, Paul Clements, he took with him. Um, Paul Clements has been with him. Head of yeah. performance is Chris Jones and goalkeeping coach is Alan Kelly.
1: What's Ashley Cole then? What big they got him as?
3: Uh, his name's not here, I'm afraid.
1: He's there. He's oh, on the back. He the does. Staff, yeah,
3: now. sorry. Cole joins um, the Everton team, uh, coaching team. Uh, let me
1: see. I thought he joined him as a first team coach. Although I like uh, say Clemens, I've always his number. Oh. Oh. He seemed to have got a big squad. Staff, yeah
0: Brandon. yeah well look chaps much as i hate to do this right midstream but i'm gonna to have to cut it because we have come to the end of our time so uh thank you very much for joining us rick um once again you're welcome and uh, also paul good to have you back after you've been swallowing around the countryside playing golf all was it was it really
2: was it really nice to have him back look at his
3: face again oh <laughs> Well, uh, I'm, tra- I'm, I'm trying
0: to be polite, you see, and uh, tone, <laughs> tone. Good to have you back, mate. Um, yeah, I'll, Pleasure. Uh, I'll get the solicitors to get in touch with you, okay? Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, boys, and uh, we'll join you next week, I suppose, for yet another edition of football bloody hell.